Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to the Dream Factory. The world's greatest user-generated movie creation podcast. The rules here at the Dream Factory are ever so simple. We can discuss as many of your movie ideas as we like, but only one can progress to the next stage where the money raised from its release will help me pay off this hefty £5 million tax bill I've been avoiding. I'm Joel, a man who puts the dim, the very fucking dim, in the dim. And across from me is John Harris, a man who has actually campaigned to have 80% of his own taxes be paid directly to research that's developing a new kind of courgette. As, he claims, the ones available in all of his local supermarkets are either underwhelming or intimidatingly large. Hello, John. At what point does it become a marrow? That's my question. We've all been asking it, and that's why this research needs to take place. Zucchini for the foreign listeners. Weird, right? Yeah, zucchini. I like, I like the... Yeah. I was a teacher in France for a while and uh, as an English teacher in France and they were like, oh yeah, what's, it must be weird like with all the Americans, right? Because you guys speak different English. And I was like, not really. We just say Mm. a couple of vegetables differently and describe the back of a car different. It's not that African or like Canadian French, like so different. And I just can't get my head around it. Also, I had a colleague, I'm I'm, I'm going straight into tangents within tangents. I had a colleague from Norway and... Uh, he started talking to another colleague from Sweden and I said, oh, you can speak Swedish? And he went, no. And I went, oh, he can speak Norwegian? And he went, no. They just happen. I've, they both happen to speak their own language and understand each other's language, but they are what different languages. That apparently they're similar enough that you can just do that, but they're not the same. That's crazy. Exactly. Mad. When you did the intro, I thought my money was on a Andrea Riseborough reference. Have you heard have you heard about her getting the nom for best actress in the Oscars, despite no yeah. one having ever seen this film? No one's seen the film. The film doesn't really exist. It's <laughs> one of the greatest pranks of our time. And a bunch of celebrities just went, if you're an Oscar voter, tweeted, if you're an Oscar yeah. voter, pop this lady in. And they just did. Do you think, are you going to watch it now? I don't think so. I'm struggling Can to watch, watch the watch ones it? that Does I want to watch. Well, exactly. Yeah. We get anyway. it. I, uh, behind the curtain, we are getting a lot of tar references in the uh, films that are being pitched to us. And I don't know when I'm going to see that. I want to see tar. Is Avatar one of them? Must be. I <laughs> Speaking of films that don't exist, John, have you got a film pitch for me from one of our listeners? Yeah, why not? What about this one from Dan? The Snape of Water. 
Brackets, I have no idea what the pl- plot would be for this, but the title won't leave me alone. Something about Hermione, Mermen or something? Hermione? Hermione? Yeah? The okay. Snape of water is good. Professor Snape, is he the water creature or does he fall in love with the water creature? I think creature? he falls in love with a water creature because I know that like throughout the books it was revealed that he's in love with Harry's mum, but like as an adult, we don't really get any insight into sort of his love life or romance and it's okay he starts teaching he starts teaching defense against the shark arts (laughs) hey and that involves going into the watery surrounds of hogwarts looking for sharks i assume they're in there i don't know if that's canon and they all eat the thing gillyweed that helps them breathe underwater snape goes down there leads leads the first expedition of defense against the shark arts and he bumps into a mermaid and he falls hopelessly in love with it oh lovely there you go. It's nice. And then he sort of lays off Harry. <laughs> and of course then he does. He's, and then it all goes, he's madly in love. Uh, uh, and that sort of is actually the downfall of um, the wizarding world because I think him Voldemort giving Harry shit supreme. is sort, of, is sort yeah. of part of the plot. Without that, you can't really do much. Mm. Recently on my TikTok, my algorithm, it kind of waxes and wanes. It changes. It, it kind of undulates. tries to read. It, it undulates. It ebbs and flows like the tide. Which is ironic because at the moment it's pretty convinced I want to see how to survive a shark attack. But that, to be fair, knowing you, Joel, that is that that is the TikTok algorithm. Well, John, knowing me, I think everyone wants to know how to survive a shark attack. Thank you very much. <laughs> if you if you survey, surveyed the population of planet Earth and said to them, "Would you like to know how to survive a shark attack?" Who would say no? No, I wouldn't. Only people that already know. Because when you said defense against the shark arts, I thought, "Here we go. This is Joel's speciality. He knows too much about sharks." So a lot of the time I'm getting videos of people that are scuba divers and they're out there exploring and they're right by sharks. Quite often what they're doing, it really, I can't help but watch, even though it makes my skin crawl, is the camera will be above water yeah, and you can't see squat. And then the camera will dip a foot below water and there's just a fucking shark there. <laughs> and it turns my stomach, but I can't look away. And does he anyway, boop them on the nose? Is that the secret? Well, there's, there's a woman out there and she's teaching you how to boop a shark. And she, she's so confident with it. A shark will be swimming towards her, looking like the scariest thing you've ever seen in your life, and she'll just give it a little. She'll just push its nose. Just give it. Just push its nose. <laughs> it's just, just little it water up. dogs. It's oh my god! It's amazing. But I feel I feel like I've consumed so much of this content that I know I'm well equipped with how to deal with a shark. But if I'm if you put me in the water with one, no. all of that goes out the window, right? I'm just going to poo myself and cry. Exactly. I know they don't actually smell fear, but I feel like they do. They smell blood. Um, which I is swim fear. quite a lot, and swimming. As an activity, it's just you and your... John, just give me an idea, listeners, an idea of how this conversation is about to go. John has just sat back in his chair and crossed his arms. I, which I can hear a monologue coming. <laughs> this is a show about movie pictures. So I swim quite a lot. Um, and one of the things about swimming that is both good and terrible is that I don't have any of the, like, the waterproof headphones or anything. So it's just me and my brain mm. for the entire time. And I would say, and we've talked about this before, we're never alone with our brains. We're always listening to a podcast or something else. So it's just me and my brain. And occasionally, if I'm a little bit bored, my brain starts to say to me, Joe, what would you do if a shark appeared in the pool right now? And it's always different. Sometimes a shark is dropped from the ceiling. Sometimes it's hidden in like an underground tunnel. But there's always going to be a shark and I have to constantly... Then I, then I, But then, it's quite embarrassing to admit, for about 10 minutes, I'll keep looking over my shoulder while I'm swimming. Because <laughs> I can't convince myself there isn't a shark in the pool. So yeah, I'm basically constantly training... To be in the presence of a shark. The fi- right. This listeners, someone might be able to answer this question. But the idea of these what these waterproof 
Bluetooth headphones or whatever, where do you put your phone? Mm, good point. You can't just have it on you as well, can you? I think they have their own little internal storage, maybe. Uh, like old school, little little memory. Little MP3s to your ears. Oh, that's so cute. It is quite uh, would cute. You, would you like you'd another movie? You'd never hear a shark come if you had them in there. Yes, please. Yeah. What about this one from Martin? AI Tonya, a figure skater turns out, pun intended, to be an android. That's pretty good. Is that the future? Android athletes? Ooh. What's interesting, what's interesting is you can imagine a dystopian future where we program Android athletes, but they are achieving all world records and there's barely any competition left anymore. Mm. And so somebody starts programming them to cheat. But how do you program to cheat? Because that's what Tonya Harding does, right? Well, oh, allegedly. Destroy, the, the, destroy, destroy the, opponents. The, the opponents. So that's what the AI athletes start doing because they're all running 100 meters in like two seconds and they're all finishing at exactly the same time. The medals podium at the Olympics is a fucking joke. They're all just stood on first place. There's no room for them. All the national anthems are playing simultaneously. It's a mess. It's a complete mess. So they start programming androids to cheat. And there's like an android doping program. And they're going over and sabotaging each other's hardware in the Olympic village. I like it. I, uh, yeah, I mean, I do too. I'm just trying to get my head around like... Because ultimately, we've already done this, right? Robot Wars is the first AI Olympics. It is, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's recognised by the IOC. <laughs> yeah, I think that could be interesting. I saw someone make an argument on the internet for there should be like two Olympics and one is like clean and the other is just doping, right? Yeah. But everyone's just going to watch the crazy steroid version, right? That's the problem. I think so. I think so. Just, just these but per- you can't. What does that apply to all sports like the equestrian sports are the horses like hopped up on are they like super muscly jacked horse I don't know if it I don't know if it works for all sports like is doping good for archery <laughs> they just got like enormous arnie arms <laughs> but they can't aim for shit but it looks great they look incredible don't know, I don't know how how far doping would get you in all sports but happy for the listeners to it'd be quite funny if people were just chucking shot puts out of the stadiums yeah like your famous thing about the man doing the high jump against a grasshopper. A flea. Which, which is so. weird. Because <laughs> back in your chair. Because <laughs> I was going to mention when you said about sharks, I was going to mention the other thing that you're obsessed with about yeah. Michael Phelps versus a shark. Uh, shark. Yeah, well, I, didn't want to, I, actually didn't want to, I was actually trying to avoid all of my tropes. But in the first <laughs> 10 minutes of this podcast, we've hit all of my key features. And that is sharks and the time that the BBC made a show where a flea did the high jump. <laughs> Oh dear. For more on that, subscribe to my podcast. Um, Getting into the groove. No, something about fleas, 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 release me, let me go. Something like that. It's like fleas. Gotcha. You know, it's fleas, it's please. Say fleas. Maybe that's what it is. And it's all about <laughs> fleas. Say fleas and die. The goosebumps. Nice. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> it's because of a shark attack. Ah. Yeah. Um, so just, but if you were looking sorry. if you were looking through the podcast app and you saw a podcast it was my face and the title was say fleas and die in brackets of a shark attack. close bracket <laughs> oh, I'm going to click that it seems to hit all of my interests I want to hear what this guy's got to say about fleas not enough fleas coverage actually we've said that before haven't we yeah every week because there was a golden age with like the circus fleas and like fleas were a pretty big deal and I remember like my cat had fleas people were just talking yeah. about fleas no one Red Hot Chili Peppers bassist exactly I think fleas since the 90s it's been they've been on a downward trend 
Bring back fleas. Anyway, I don't think I've really said anything about films yet in this show. Here's one from <laughs> Susie. Rouge One, a Star Wars makeup story. So obviously there's makeup to make the Star Wars creatures, but I assume in this world, someone is selling makeup to those creatures. Mm. Like if you're like the, you know, the the sort of Jabba's Palace sort of bikini clad aliens with the big tubes, are they putting yeah. makeup on or are they just waking up looking like that? That's a good point. I don't know. I, I imagine there is alien makeup. And like, right? Mm, and when, um, I can't think of his character name, Kylo Ren, when he's putting on his mask, is he putting a bit of, you know, black mascara underneath it? So his 100%, eyes... 100%. He's a big emo actually, Kylo Ren. Yeah, he's. I think he's painting his nails black. Have you, did you ever... Did you did you ever wear makeup to look emo or? Uh, I've done a fancy dress a bit, I've worn like big eyeshadow and stuff, but not too much really. I've had you know I've had a go. How about you? I feel like I must have had a dalliance with some eyeshadow. Eyeshadow is that the one around my eyes in my time? But it wasn't mm. really a big a big part of my life. I'm not a big fancy dresser, and especially now I've got shaved head, big beard, and I'm not willing to compromise on either of those things for the sake of a fancy dress. So it really limits. What I can dress as. Mm. So you don't like fancy dresses are no go for you? Pretty much, unless you want me to dress up as Kratos, but then I'd have to go topless and I don't want to do that. Well, I'd, that'd be great. Mm. I I think I could pull off Kratos. I think you could you do just, a good Kratos. You, could, you paint the head, right? He's got a big red, sort of half of his face is sort of red. Yeah, that'd look cool, man. You should yeah. do that. Maybe for the next podcast I'll do, recording I'll do it. Cool. And I'll come as a big flea. Um <laughs> I like it. There's makeup in Star Wars. I don't really know what the plot is. Maybe it's made using contraband goods that needs to be smuggled. Yeah, and I just think, you know, what, what's happening in, you know, when you turn on your telly on in the Star Wars universe, mm-hmm, Galaxy mm-hmm. Far, Far Away, what's happening on QVC? What are they selling to you? Ooh, they must, yeah. be, There must be makeup. Do they yeah. have Tupperware? Next question. <laughs> it's a, another important question. It is important. What do they do with their leftovers? Right, here's one from Simon. <laughs> Soiling points. <laughs> So Boiling Point, one take boiling point. chef for movie. Yeah, so this is a one take. A guy is trapped in a portaloo for 90 minutes. It's like phone booth, but it's in a portaloo. Okay. He, and he's not allowed to poo or he has to poo? He sits down to poo yep. and his trousers hmm, fall down the hole. <laughs> and so he's got no trousers, no pants. Oh, no. And he has to figure out. And also this portaloo is like, I don't know, it's somewhere important. It's not just in a festival. It's like at the grounds of like Buckingham Palace. Right. That's exactly where my brain was going. Isn't that odd? Yeah. He gets invited to a garden party at Buckingham Palace. He's wearing a lovely suit. They don't want look, they don't want common folk going in the palace to do their poos. But it's so one of those. Some, they've hired but it's one of those nice ones, right? Where it's like sort of like a back of a van. You get stairs yeah, up and there's hand washing yeah. and stuff. And he's sat in the loo and his trousers disappeared on the toilet. We've all been there. Because <laughs> it's what it's got. Here's what happens, John. He goes in and the person before hasn't flushed. And this toilet has got one of those airplane style airplane, flushes on yeah, it. Yeah. And it catches the edge of his trousers and <laughs> they just disappear. And so now he's in Buckingham Palace, which is sealed off to the public. His trousers, he wasn't wearing, he went commando. Because you would if you're meeting the king, right? <laughs> and his knob out in a portaloo in the grounds of Buckingham Palace. He has his phone and he has to somehow... In 90 minutes, because that's when he's being presented with, oh, didn't I mention this? A knighthood. (laughs) He has to get a pair of trousers delivered to him. And you're watching, it all unfolds. All you see is the inside of the cubicle. The entire movie takes place inside this toilet cubicle as he desperately tries to get 
you've you know you know you've written he's a- got a mate with he's got a mate with a drone who can't quite get into it gets shot down by a beef eater I think there's some wrong terms in there somewhere he he tries calling someone else at the party and tries to convince them to give him their trousers it's just it's a lot of fun you've written a Mr Bean sketch there is what you've done <laughs> sort of have yeah 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 I, I think the have. end the end should be he makes tra- trousers out of toilet roll, toilet roll. and hand sanitizer, and he just goes and gets that knighthood proud <laughs> as you like and, st- and strolls out Alternatively, we don't need to dwell on it, but my idea of Soiling Point is the film Boiling Point, but there's just an extra layer of tension in the fact that he's got diarrhea. He's got diarrhea. Yeah, nice. So he's just sort of holding his backside the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, good. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Um, how about this one from Pip? Live and let fry. The last person left in the UK not owning an air fryer comes to term with their trauma. That could be me. Still not got one. No. Have you got one? People people are like, they're the greatest thing in the world. And then people who haven't got them are like, but they're just a tiny oven. But then you get mm. one and you're like, it's the greatest thing in the world. I think it's like joining a cult. Oh, that's good. Or maybe that's what it is. And it you is get initiated Bond. Into a cult. It is Bond. Bond hasn't got an air fryer. Because Bond, I reckon Bond's one of those guys who hasn't even taken the plastic off his oven. He uses his oven to store martini bottles. A hundred percent. He is exclusively Deliveroo and Uber Eats, James Bond. Yeah. He's never cooked himself oh, a meal. There's on the no one way. on the one night a month where he's not out. Here's the thing about James Bond. He's never ever cooked himself a meal, but he's a brilliant cook. You just know that he would he, <laughs> just, he would be right. He would just turn his hand and he would he can poach an egg like no one else. He just knows he just from trying so many flavors from around the world. He just knows what goes together. He just gets it. He just it's gets easy. it. So, everyone that's getting an air fryer is unwittingly becoming like a sleeper cell. Yeah. Every time they fry it, there's radiation being sent into their brains that's convincing them to bring down the government and Bond clocks onto this because Bond has never cooked for himself in the kitchen. He's one of the very few people left that hasn't succumbed to the air fryer madness. And so he sets out to bring down the head of it all, which I guess is George Foreman. I don't really know. I can't think... There isn't like a guy, is there? You know, no. like with the grills. There isn't like an air fryer guy. 
Maybe it is George Foreman and he's taking, he he wants bad press for the air fryer because he wants everyone to go yes. back to the humble grills. Do you remember the grills, man? They went crazy. It's just, I think we were also like probably around the perfect time where it was like most people had one and we were like sh- becoming students. And so like all students had, every student kitchen in the country had one. Oh, they really overtook the toaster maker, I think, as the, the next kitchen accessory. And then, like, because... As in, like, toaster, kettle, microwave. They're, they're the unmovable big three. Yeah. I'm not including... Look, I'm not including a sink or an oven or a fridge. Take that as red. But the three that you can move in and out, you can plug in, toaster, kettle, microwave. And for a while, I think number four was the George Foreman grill. I don't, I don't think you're wrong. My partner... And now it's the air fryer. Maybe. My partner, she got a voucher for John Lewis. I know we're doing all right. And mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. she bought a George Foreman grill that was on deal. And honestly, it's the size of our kitchen table. It's ridiculous. <laughs> What's the biggest thing you've grilled in it? A pig? <laughs> you could definitely, I think you could do a half, like half salmon in it easily. It's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> That's not what Foreman intended. <laughs> you could probably do six toasties at the same time. How many sausages could you fit on it? <laughs> 24, I'd say. I'm, uh, this is a strange request, but I'm coming to your house soon, John. <laughs> you want to see it? You I want see everything. <laughs> I, I want everything you prepare for me to be made on that grill at once. <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, okay. What was this film I did? Oh, um, Live and Let Fry. Yeah. We've done it. So we nailed he it. He takes it down, takes down George Foreman, mm-hmm. and then he becomes the new face of grilling. Bond launches his own kitchen gadget. With a hilarious Perfect. pun for the name of it, but you guys can work that one out. Yeah, for we have time for that. What about this one from Stu? Zero Bark 30, a madman with hundreds of trained dogs hijacks crufts. Okay. What? Hmm. Yes. No? What would be his... <laughs> <laughs> what? You need a motive to hijack crufts. Um, well, the, the sad one that I feel like this isn't... We're, we're a fun, silly podcast would be like sort of something about inbreeding within dog communities and pedigree dogs, but that's, that's not fun. Um, what no. about he's just sick of poodles winning it every year or something that's good that's he good just wants always a big, the same breeds old fashioned gun, gun dog to win yeah nice or like a big or a big slobbery gross dog yeah he just wants there's a, no representation for those he's basically brought a hundred mutts to Crufts <laughs> and they're fucking shit up <laughs> that's good I love it they're just like sniffing each other's asses in the tunnels they're eating the judges scorecards they're running amok Great. That is one of the greatest things. I don't watch Crufts um, generally. Um, I'm, you'll be surprised here, but I do. I love a clip online when a dog has gone AWOL at Crufts. Oh, so good. So Just good. Ignoring they, like, the track. They become animalistic. The they become primal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so good. It's so good. Something switches in their brain. <laughs> it's brilliant. And they like revert to wolf mode. I love it. John, would yes. you like some ideas from us? Um, not really, but let's do it anyway. Okay, here's my one. An American sweet shop in London. <laughs> yeah. Two tourists, David and Jack, visit one of Oxford Street's completely legit candy emporiums. <laughs> they are attacked by a giant jelly baby. However, when David tries to recall the attack, all of the locals deny any knowledge of the shop. Right. So, obviously, we need to address this weird thing. For anyone who's not hanging out in London enough... Um, there is this phenomena of the fact that, that the streets of London are basically being taken over by American candy stores and nothing else. Yeah, it's so weird. It's Before so weird. You know it, 10 on Oxford Street. It's outrageous. Also, I've, I'm going to say it here. I'm, look, I don't want to take shots at any wonderful, humble establishments, but there is a brand of 
uh, old sweet shops, spelt not like that, that is on yeah. almost every high street, and I have no idea how that stays in business either. What the hell? I don't, I don't know what it's about. Who's buying sweets from these places? Well, so during lockdown, at, at Christmas, I had to go to a shop on Oxford Street for like a click and collect dealio. Yep. And all of the sweet shops were open. What? Like you could go, it, like it was like a vice. You know how like supermarkets were open? The American sweet shops of London fell under the remit of being open. <laughs> it was so weird. So I walked down Oxford Street, the only man on Oxford Street, like in a zombie movie, and you could just smell like Twizzlers and Hershey's chocolate in the air. Because so there were no cars, mad. there were no buses. It was so strange. And you just walk past like, all of these American sweet shops that were still open. And they're definitely not a front for anything. They yeah. are fine. And it's just it's just a coincidence that all the sweets they have on display have sort of been discoloured by the light, as if to suggest they've all just been sat there for months on end, untaken by customers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. Sh- so wait, so what the plot? So these two characters, they what are they, they wander they into get a sweet attacked shop. By a They're jelly tourists. Bean. Fine, but maybe it's a big jelly baby. I don't know. I couldn't really think of the you know they or, or something something sinister happens to them in an American sweet shop, and when they go back, it's no longer there, or there's fifty of them. You know, they're kind of losing their minds. Oh, it's like um, the end of that film where he puts on the glasses and he suddenly realises everything's everything a sweet is shop. An American sweet <laughs> shop. Everything's an American sweet shop. There he looks down at his hands and he's got the hands of a jelly baby. What about this one from me? Pain and gain. The Rock and Marky Mark get extra shredded rolling dough at Francis Premier Bakery. Oh, that's good. There we go. Look, just in case I need to translate for anyone, pain is... Pain is bread in French. There you go. And gain is gain, <laughs> which means muscles. <laughs> it does. Yeah. Um, I just like the, I mean, you know, the idea of Marky Mark and The Rock in sort of aprons and nothing else. They're maybe working at rival bakeries. They could do. That's not a bad idea. Yeah, in, in France. I found out this is from a podcast that I was actually worth listening to called Lateral with Tom Scott. Tom Scott's that YouTuber who's, He's like a British yeah, guy yeah. who sort of yeah, yeah. does short form videos that are just quite interesting. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. That That's underselling him. Anyway, uh, he does a podcast called Lateral where they ask a question, you have to work it out. And it's like, a la- the answer is lateral. And on one of those, he revealed, and I told this to my mum and she was like, yeah, uh, that in Paris specifically, but in France generally, in the old days, when a boulanger like when a baker would go on holiday he'd have to Mm -hmm. tell the local authorities and then he was required to post a sign on his shop whilst he was away saying where the nearest baker was (laughs) to get bread that's how important bread is to the french that's so good i love it what a lovely note to end our very tangential episode on uh john we have to leave because a giant jelly baby (laughs) just walked into the room with an evil look in its eye as we need to pick a winner Oh, I'm going to say I, I. I think yours might be might be my favourite. Oh, thank you. That's very kind. I also I liked Zero Bark Thirty. That's good. Dogs. That was um, good. What was the one about the flea? That was great. I don't think there was one. About no, there wasn't one. <laughs> well done, John. Thank you, mate. How's it going? Well done. All good. It's- it's going pretty well. Have you got anything anything exciting to update me on? Have you watched anything? Have you consumed any media? Uh, I've been reading an old comic, well, old, like in the grand scheme of things, but old comic dandy. book called The Wicked and the Divine. It's by oh, Jamie yeah. McKelvey and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Kieran Gillen. The, the people that come every, how many years? They're gods. 92 years, I think is. Yeah. yeah. 
So I, I read the first volume of it because this is what this is a, a little gripe. You can get like the first volume of a lot of these series mm-hmm. easily, and then obviously the sort of the amount they print after that point is reduced, so they become more expensive and hard to find. So I'm I'm on like secondhand websites trying to get f- future yeah. volumes. Yes, yeah, so I'm enjoying that. Uh, and actually, the reason I said pain and gain is because I'm reading a book called Empire of Pain, and every time I read it, I think, oh, that's a funny title for a, a book about a, f- a bakery business in France, um, which is about uh, basically the pharmaceutical industry in America and the Sackler family specifically, oh, and how they oh, nice. ruined ruined the world single. That sounds interesting. That sounds so, yeah. good. Oh, I also Disney Plus Extraordinary. Have you heard about this? It's being advertised quite a lot, and it's basically the conceit is. Everyone has special powers except for the lead character of the show. But it's sort of like, it's like a half hour comedy. Like the tone is like fresh meat, if that makes sense. So it's not like... Okay. So it's like an adult comedy rather than... Rather than sort of like a fantasy show, it just ha- that's just the conceit that. of it. And it's yeah, I've watched three episodes and I thought it's really fun. So yeah, if you liked fresh meat or that sort of like adult teen comedy, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. yeah, you'll be a fan of that. Is there a character in it called Jizzlord? There is, yeah. Interesting. Okay, I'm yeah, in. The- <laughs> <laughs> Have you consumed anything of interest yes. or note? The right. Last of Us TV show, fucking <gasps> brilliant. How have we not talked about that? That's ridiculous. It's so amazing. Yes, agreed. It's incredible. Retweet. Have you played? The, Re- have you? Have I you played the, the first game? game. Okay, I, have, I own the second game. But I haven't played it, um, which I now intend to play. The show is incredible. Everyone in it is brilliant. It looks amazing. Everything. It's just perfect telly. It's so good. I would recommend it, even if you've got zero interest in the game. Like it's just brilliant horror drama series. The um, the opening sequences that are not from the game at all. Oh man, both they're the amazing. The one on the second episode was so good. Oh my god, it's like the second episode was real constant tension building, edge of the yeah. seat for the, oh, it's so good. So I'm watching that. I'm loving that. I'm listening to a podcast about that. The HBO um, one? No. Okay. So I, I would recommend the HBO one because that's with the two creators I've and it's really interesting. Good. And so like, if you want to know the difference between like, because they've made some substantial changes mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like in the world of the, the show versus the game, nothing like that changes the plot per se, but just fundamental functionalities. And they yeah, sort of yeah. explain it in a way that's really, really interesting and engaging. Nice. Well, I'm listening to, it's these three Australian comedians who do a video game podcast I listen to every week and they're doing a, show about the last of us called clicker i barely know her and it's very good <laughs> and it's very funny and they go through the episodes and they're great what's and their, also last night what's their hmm? video game podcast filthy casuals okay i need to check it out it's great and also i am yes no last night i watched that movie bank of dave oh yeah I thought it was really lovely and cheesy and corny and british fun feel good fun so if you well, how long are we talking 90 minutes 90 minutes perfect 90 minutes feel good start to finish you know great stuff perfect there you go I'll, what I'll do is I'll, I'll I'll try and put in the bio everything we've just mentioned because normally we mention like one or two things that was like seven so I'd also recommend Kit Kats can you put that in the bio they're, they're great Kit Kats any specific yeah. peanut chunky Kit Kats brackets general <laughs> okay and I just link you to like Tesco no, no link. Just in here's the, our recommendations from the show, and just at the bottom it just says Kit Kats brackets general. Fleas? Do they go in the recommendations or not? Fleas? No, mm. no, no, no. That's kind of a that's that's the that's pre the music. 
And also that might, because I don't know if you know this, John, there's actually a lot of people that listen just for this bit, so they won't get the fleas callback. They tune in, they skim through all of that movie bullshit, and they just listen to our pop culture recommendations for two minutes at the end of the show. Oh, lovely. Bit. Well, welcome. Welcome and goodbye. Thanks, John. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Send the guys a movie idea. Tell your friends that you like the show. Follow us on social media. Then you'll be the best listener.